At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Two of the nightcap here on VEASAN. How about those pesky Lakers? They're battling right now with the Philadelphia 76ers without LeBron James. It is 51 to 47. The Sixers have taken the lead, though, here uh, in the second quarter. That's Sean King. Mm -hmm. I'm Tim Murray. And uh, always a pleasure to bring in our next guest who was in studio wearing a money jacket last week. I like that jacket. And uh, we'll see if he can win some money this week. A... Uh, a highly contentious last segment, uh, Brad. Me and me and my partner have buttoned heads. You know, we had to be separated during the break. Not really. Um, <laughs> Duke, Texas Tech, the game that. Yeah. Uh, look, the slate tomorrow is is absolutely phenomenal. I said, I think I tweeted it out. I was like, please inject this slate into my veins. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But let's start with one of the nightcaps, and that is Duke, Texas Tech. I think it's the finale for Coach K. I think Texas Tech wins. I've broken it down. Sean is now ultra confident after he said that Texas Tech would win, you know, a week ago. Uh, how do you look at this matchup come tomorrow night out in San Francisco? Guns up, Sean King. That's all I got to say, man. Look, this is a whirlwind of a defensive effort that's going to be put on by Mark Adams' club. Uh, Duke has not faced... Uh, quite the ferocity on that end of the floor uh, in the entirety of the season. He could say, well, they played Virginia. Uh, Virginia is a shell of what previous Virginia teams uh, have been in defense this season. And this Texas Tech team has only given up 0.79 points per possession over their last six games, which is just completely absurd. Uh, they've really improved, actually, from the outside. You know, the way that uh, you could soften this defense, just blitzing it from, from distance. And they're only giving up 26.2% from three over the last 30 days, only 43.9% inside the arc. And I know what Sean's retort's going to be. Well, you know, the Red Raiders can't score. But when Duke just lays down and dies defensively, and when they just roll out the red carpet for the opposition, I mean, you're talking about a unit that's number 191 and adjusted offensive efficiency uh, over the last 30 days, I don't think it really matters. And Duke also tied with Michigan at number 290 in three-point percentage D over that same seven-game span. So uh, I, I think, you know, Terrence Shannon, Bryson Williams, 
Kevin O'Banner. These guys got to be unfazed, undeterred. They're going to go straight at Mark Williams' chest there interior. If he gets in foul trouble, all I got to say is this, boys. Game, set, match. Texas Tech could win by 10-plus. Listen, in the entirety of the season, Duke has scored less than 65 points one time. That was a 57, I think, 43 win over Notre Dame. Yeah, I just Texas Tech is a great defensive team. They have not played a unit that has the size and on-ball offensive ability that Duke does at multiple positions. I think that's going to give them issues. I think uh, if we're knocking down shots, we win by double digits, but we win either way. I just think the amount of talent we have and the one-on-one ability we have is something that Texas Tech just doesn't get to see often. <laughs> Uh, you are underestimating the skill of the Big 12, my friend. No, but I don't. And when you look at the Big 12, who has Kansas? A, who, but they're five. Kansas. They're five from Kansas. a talent standpoint. McCormick is in the game. He can't get his own shot. Oche uh, Abaje. Uh, Abaje's Remy probably. Martin. Uh, Remy Martin wasn't playing during the Jaylen regular season. Wilson. Uh, he's, come Christian on. Jalen Wilson's going to the league. Come on. Those guys are Trevor Keels and A.J. Griffin and Wendell Moore. Are those guys? Level ability? No, they're not. Are they NBA caliber? Yes. 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 All those Duke guys are going to play in the NBA. Yeah, and, and so are they. No, they're not. Jalen Wilson? Yes, he will be playing. Jalen Wilson, that's the, the point guard? No, he's the oh. swing forward. No, nah, he, could, he couldn't get on the court for us. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? We'll, we'll let this play out. Hey, we'll hey, Brad. Brad, you, you want to join us? We, we got a cigar bed. You want in <laughs> on it? <laughs> I'm in. All right. I don't. I don't like. I don't like cigars. Uh, I, you know, I got I'll just drink tequila. But this is. I'll buy Sean a cigar if I lose. Yeah, he'll send you some tequila. I've got. <clears> he's got a lot of red wine coming my way because I don't smoke That's cigars either. That's not true. So we have another. Let's switch games here. We have another bet uh, regarding the St. Peter's versus Purdue game. Where do you stand in that contest, Brad? Man, uh, it's twelve and a half. A lot. Um, and here's what I know about Purdue. And I, I've said this before you know, throughout the entire year, Purdue's got problems defensively. Now, you know, they have been guarding with a little bit more vim and vigor, some zeal here in this postseason. I, I just want to see how on earth Gene Holloway is going to scheme is going to game plan for the interior force, the monstrosity that is Zach Eady at, you know, seven, four, three bills and Travion Williams as well, who I think is the best passing big in college basketball. Then you have the explosivity of uh, Jaden Ivey who's always shot out of a cannon. Um, you know, one man fast break. I, I, I'm sided with the Peacocks here just because the 12 and a half, I think is just too rich. I think Purdue, as they always do, they'll leave the door open toward the bitter end and the classic backdoor cover will prevail here. I think Purdue takes us by 11. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think ultimately St. Peter scores the cover there on that 12 and a half. Mm. Yeah, we have uh, we have two cigar bet for the twelve and a half, and I get seven to one odds on a bet that St. Peter's wins outright. Everyone's talking about how can St. Peter's cover I'm Purdue's about size. That. Well, Brad just mentioned it as well. He yeah, because their center six seven okay, one hundred ninety five pounds. Three guys that are six seven. Please. Three guys. Can I finish my sentence? No one's talking about how does Purdue guard St. Peter's on the other end. Because they do run a smaller lineup, but those guards are athletic. They're explosive. If they shoot anywhere remotely like they shot against Kentucky, I think Purdue has as big of an issue guarding St. Peter's as St. Peter's could have potentially on the boards or dealing with Purdue's size. I don't think this is a game that Edie can even play in. 
Like, who does he guard when Purdue gets on defense? Who guards him? But he's not like this offensive juggernaut. Like, Xavier Williams, I mean, Javion Williams, I mean, he's talented. He turns the ball a little over too uh, – he turns the ball over a little too much for me. But, I mean, I'm not going to argue with Brad that he's extremely talented. But and Brad asked me that. On the other side of the court, what kind of problems do you think St. Peter's presents for Purdue? Yeah, because of the small ball. Right. Because they can pull Zach Eady out of the post, and that will then uh, you know, lead to a lot of back-cutting action uh, and slashes to the hoop. That That's where Holloway – and this team can really inflict some damage. And this has been the problem at Purdue all year long. Again, it's just the defensive effort. And and you look over the last seven games, you know, number 88 and adjusted defensive efficiency, that's an improvement compared to the rest of the season where they were well north of 100 in that category, but still overly generous, overly forgiving. You know, if St. Peter's is going to pull off the shocker special of the century here, and march on to the elite eight is a 15 seed. They got a bomb away. And where Purdue has uh, tightened up defensively is along the perimeter, giving up 29.5% over that same seven-game stretch that I mentioned. So it is a curiosity. There's no question about it. Uh, I'm fascinated to see what the game plan for Holloway is going to be, uh, but I still believe that Zach Keaton is going to be a problem. Yeah, and I think Travion Williams, I think there's going to be foul trouble. If you look at the numbers the, the problem about St. Peter's is they foul at a ridiculous rate, and that's not good. they defend. Yeah, they, they're 348th in defensive free throw rate. So they, get, <laughs> they let their guys, they let the opponent get on the free throw line. All right, we've, we've spent time on two games at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. We only have three minutes left. Uh, I know you like Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech. Uh, you seem to be not, not, you know, not really firing away on St. Peter's, Purdue. You lean towards the Peacocks plus the points. Do I do I hear any Peter Gabriel in the wind? Is there is there any sledgehammerness <laughs> out there for the Sweet 16? Uh yeah, da 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 da. da. Philadelphia's gonna rock and roll against Michigan guys. Uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. I, I will lay the five at DraftKings right now, uh, all diggity day long. I mean, you look at Michigan. Uh, you remember, you know, we were talking about the the defensive woes of Duke and at Purdue, but that also applies to Michigan because the Wolverines right now are not extending out to the perimeter. They're giving up 37.6% from distance tied for number 290 this month and three point percentage D with who all oh, that's right. The aforementioned Duke blue devils. So that is a downfall of this Michigan team. And when you're facing Justin Moore, when you're facing Colin Gillespie and a team that uh, over 44% of their shots come from three and they're draining those shots at, you know, better than a 35, 36% clip. Godspeed to Juwan Howard and, and Villanova was defending. I know Hunter Dickinson is a matchup problem, but they have dealt with bigs before and they run small ball. And they got great guard action. Um, you know, I, I think the pick and roll is going to be in full effect as well. So uh, I think Villanova wins a plus and it, it may be, um, I might actually be the most lopsided game of the sweet 16, to be honest with you when it's all said. Ooh, I like it. I like the confidence. The Villanova Wildcats. Look, if Villanova and Kansas can meet in the uh, Final Four, ooh, your boy will be happy. Yes, sir. Two final, uh, my two final futures uh, remaining. Duke, so, Kansas, Duke, Kansas sounds better to me. Well, no, Duke would be on the other side, and and Duke's yeah, going to lose on. It them. would be. Duke's going to lose tomorrow. Um, right. Houston, Arizona, and Arkansas, Gonzaga. Brad, we got a minute left. Anything jump out at you? Any plays you like in either one of those games? 
Hey, I could say it wins between 10 to, uh, to 12 points in that game. Um, I, I do like the Arkansas over on the team total uh, in that contest. And then going to the Houston and Arizona game, this is a matchup problem for the Wildcats. Uh, I mean, you saw TCU bludgeon them on the glass. Uh, I think the boards are going to be extreme, uh, major, major issue because Houston is one of the most prolific offensive rebounding teams that's out there. They don't shoot the ball particularly well, but they're getting third, fourth, fifth chances on single possessions. And I think that is going to be an eyesore for, you know, Arizona fans. So I got Houston winning that one straight up. I'll take him on the money line. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you on Houston. Not as confident as I am with guns up. But I think uh, there is some issues looming there on uh, on the offensive glass. Godspeed tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to jump on after the game and uh, gloat a little bit, feel free uh, when uh, when Texas Tech ends or Coach K's career. if you want to career. acknowledge the greatness that is Duke. Well, I might be swallowing the worm of the uh, old tequila bottle. <laughs> there he is, Brad Evans. Follow him on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. It's the nightcap. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Interesting sledgehammer by our good friend Brad Evans. Rolling with the Wildcats. Ah, I, don't li- I don't like. I don't like them. I think. I think Hunter Dickinson, who's unless playing, it's on the money line. For whatever reason, they like to be in tight games against good teams. But the thing about them is, and I mentioned this before, is that they do. They. They have the propensity to, to pull away because of made free throws late. But, yeah, I hear you. I mean, their games against, you know, uh, Providence this year were all close down to the wire. The, eight, uh, the Big East championship was was ugly. They just find ways to win. They do. Um, but, yeah, that is not uh, a game I really have an interest in uh, on the spread. I know a couple people at the network, I think Humans, one of his favorite plays is, is Michigan plus the points. So, And, again, like, Michigan's a lot bigger than teams think. 
mean, Hunter Dickinson is is seven foot. He's a tricky, tricky matchup, man. He is, and, 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 and I'm telling you, Juwan Howard doesn't get enough credit for the job he's done with Diabate from the beginning of the year till now. I agree. Like he's playing like a competent, like extremely useful big. Like I think Dickinson and Diabate are better than Williams and Edie. I just think Edie's tall. I think Diabate is way more gifted and talented than than as the second big guy for Michigan than, than Edie is for Purdue. So once again, you're you're twisting my words. No, no, I, I, I was I was saying it yeah. to, to say how much I'm in, how impressed I yeah. am about Diabate's improvement. Honestly, what drives me crazy when going to Purdue is that Travion Williams needs to play more. And he doesn't play enough, in my opinion. I mean, dude was an All American two years ago. Um, See, I've coached guys like Travion Williams. I never met the kid in my life, but I guarantee. If you ask a Purdue coach, he's the kid that's really worried about what his outfit looks like for the game. Like, what's he gonna wear post game? I'm just, about? I can tell what when are he plays. You talking about? I can tell when he plays. What? What? Like a badass? No, just like too smooth, too smooth. I wouldn't call. Just it do the fundamental a things. 260 Just do the fundamental dude. things right all the time. You're crazy. All right. Okay. You, you and your peacock obsession. I'm gonna there. give you that. That's something else for you to watch. You can, why don't you? How about this? You dress up like Carlton Banks when they lose by twenty. Okay, you come so on the ULA Peacock. So season. for instance, for instance, mm-hmm. four turnovers against Texas, three against Yale, three against Michigan State, five against Penn State. Like when you go, when you break down his stats and you look a little deeper, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about here. He, he's a very talented player, but he does the extravagant as opposed to just the fundamentally sound. And I think against a team like St. Peter's where guys are running around, quick guys, hands in the passing lanes. It's going to lead to more turnovers. I forgot that St. Peter's, you know, magically uh, became this elite program. By the way, you want to know what Purdue has done against teams ranked 100 or higher in Ken Palm this year? With that, Because that's where St. Peter's is. Um, here we go. 22-point uh, win, 15. Uh, that's a 27-point win, 19, 20, 29. Overtime win, so that's a loss. 28. 57, 46, 25, and... Throw your stats in the garbage. 29. They don't matter anymore. Okay. You know, everything doesn't matter. No, I didn't say that. Everything Just... doesn't matter. They St. Peter's played a absolutely spectacular game against Kentucky. Capable of doing it again. Unbelievable. Yeah. Or they're capable of, you know, being themselves. So tomorrow night kicks off, not with Michigan... Villanova, not with Texas Tech, Duke, but no, it kicks over. off, oh, kicks off know, yeah. with Arkansas Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm one that's extremely high on Coach Musselman. I think he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. Don't disagree. I think in a lot of ways, outside of not having like a, a super talented big like Duran, Arkansas is a better version of Memphis. And Memphis gave Gonzaga fits. So talk me out of why Arkansas – can't win this game. The spread is very similar mm-hmm. to the spread we saw in the Memphis game. And I just think the adjustments Musselman will make at halftime. He's more experienced. He's been in the game a lot longer than Penny Hardaway. Who people forget, what's his Penny's third year coaching in college basketball? Yeah. So he's not like this lifelong coach. He's still learning as he goes. Yeah. Musselman's been in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Arkansas is live. I don't. I think Gonzaga, I think people are using – 
the close game to me- against Memphis. Which I had Memphis advancing, so I, I was I'm not a, I'm had, not jumping on that wagon. I had Memphis plus the points, and I thought that was a really really tough matchup for for Gonzaga. I did not come away from Arizona TCU impressed. I came away skeptical, mm-hmm. and I think Arizona loses to Houston. Right. I came away from Gonzaga Memphis impressed because of what you said, because of how athletic Memphis is, which is a team that normally you know causes a lot of issues for a Gonzaga team. And the, what they showed me in the second half, Sean, it it opened my eyes to say, oh wow. Now in my bracket, because mm-hmm. I just wanted to be a little different, I actually had Arkansas winning this game. I, I'm with you. I love Coach Muss. I, I I think he thrives in the role of an underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his whole team—they're wearing like Giants hats, and uh, they—they really embrace it. He he likes to, you know, he he complained about the travel to uh, Buffalo and and how it was a, essentially a home game for Vermont. He likes to do things like that to take the shine off of his team and just let them play. So I'm not touching this game. Uh, I think Gonzaga wins. I wouldn't be surprised if they covered, but I'm with you in the sense of I think Arkansas. They look. They've been tested before. They've played the elite of the elite this year. They've you know beaten those teams. They've they beat Auburn in overtime. Granted, it was at home. Um, and and I think what plays into the hands a little bit of Arkansas here is they didn't really play all that well in the first and second round. So I think they're capable of getting better. And if JD Note goes into God mode. They certainly have a chance to be to be live here. I just don't think so. I actually came away from the Gonzaga close win against Memphis very impressed. So I didn't. Why? Well, down ten at half. The down ten at half, but the second half wasn't representative of the first half because of the foul trouble. So Duran and those guys didn't play a bunch of minutes in the second half because they were in foul trouble. Well, so I, I just think that's such a huge, but it, it counts subtraction. For but from from you, the Memphis team. So now Timmy ran wild. Because there wasn't during down in the low post. So he ran wild. Well, Jalen Williams could very well get into Me- foul trouble Me- too. Memphis did exactly what they've done a lot of times. They came out in the second half and sleepwalk. Remember the, the game before, they scored four points in the first eight minutes uh, of the second half. They came out had, offensively, had the same kind of second half against Gonzaga. I just, this is where I give Musselman a huge edge. If Arkansas is over up, a few? No, over oh. uh Penny. Oh, okay. Just from the experience and, and you know, standpoint. He's been there, done that uh, a lot longer. If Arkansas is up ten at the half, they win the game, I think. I truly believe that. I think I think I think Gonzaga is gonna come. They're not gonna be punched in the mouth like Memphis, like they were against Memphis. They don't have a Duran. Jalen Williams is not Duran. Duran is a a physical specimen. And I, I think I want to see more from Chet Holmgren. I was not very impressed by his performance uh, against against Memphis. You know what also was you know overlooked by because of Drew Timmy and the way that he played in that second half. I mean, Andrew Nemhard, who played every second of that game, Sean was burying big time threes. Rasir Bolton was hitting big time threes. They they had guys step up in the clutch mm-hmm. in that game in addition to Drew Timmy. So I'm fascinated by that game. Like I said. If you told me you were taking Arkansas plus nine and a half, I wouldn't say. I'm taking Arkansas money line. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You'd go for it. Eric Musselman said this. We're playing a team that a lot of people think is going to win the national championship. Nobody is even talking about Arkansas having a chance to win this game. 
I'm telling you, they're going to be foaming at the mouth. They can't wait to get on the court against Gonzaga. Don't let it shock you. I'm going to take the points, but I will also have a money line bet on Arkansas. I think it's a bad matchup for Gonzaga. Brackets right there. Arkansas. So, I mean, mm-hmm. would I be surprised? No, I like Arkansas. After what I saw against Memphis, I, I would actually be a little surprised. I, I think they got their test, and I think Gonzaga's in the Final Four uh, coming out of this region. Ah. I do. I'm going Arky. Let's go, Coach Musselman. I'm not get her done. I'm not betting this game. This will be one of the few bets I, I won't be cheering against you. I'll be, I'll be I'm going Arky Duke Houston tomorrow. I'm gonna sit out Michigan Villanova. I may in game bet it, but I won't make a bet prior to that game. But I'm going Arkansas Duke Houston tomorrow. We'll talk more about that Houston Arizona game on the other side. Is Arizona in some trouble? Actually, Sean and I might agree on something on this show. It's a disagreement type of day. It's a nightcap <laughs> here on VEASAN. This is the nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. You're going to have to table that conversation on Houston good and Arizona. Because we got our good friend on the we line. got a great friend of ours. Yeah, Eric Eager helped, uh, helped us out, chatted with us all throughout the football season, and now we need his thoughts on his Kansas City Chiefs as a blockbuster trade made today at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter, I was uh, I was listening to a, a little bit of the the PFF forecast, which is the podcast you can catch he and George Ahuri do uh, all the time, and uh, it, it seemed like I was trying to figure how you were reading this. So Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, a slew of picks back to the Kansas City Chiefs. As a Chiefs fan, Eric, what are your uh, thoughts of this move? Well, the Tyreek Hill thing was always weird because of, you know, the off-field, the two off-field incidents. But if you if you just restrict to on the field, Tyreek Hill is one of the best players to ever play for the franchise. And you know, a big part of a Super Bowl win, a big part of returning to the Super Bowl the, the following year. Um, you know, a lot of good memories uh, on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but ultimately, I think this was a move that they had to make. I think... You know, they're a team that had basically no money, uh, you know, uh, with respect to the salary cap. They were a below average team with respect to the salary cap next year. And, you know, to, to quote the the famous, you know, the, the Moneyball uh, movie, uh, if the balls hit out to first base, I don't know who's playing corner for the Chiefs week one. You know, so not only did they, they, they don't have any cap space, 
Um, but they didn't, they don't have a lot of players. Um, so this was a move uh, where I think the Dolphins, they get a, a superstar player to pay, pair with Jalen Waddle to figure out a Tua Tagovailoa uh, can play quarterback at the NFL level. And I think for the Chiefs, you sort of reset, uh, get your cap in order. And they now have the highest amount of cap space in the NFL. They have two, they have two draft picks in every round from round one to four this year, uh, I believe. Um, and, and they can rebuild their roster and and sort of do what the Patriots did, uh, you know, the last two decades uh, with Tom Brady, with Patrick Mahomes. You know, Eric, um, a lot came back for Tyreek Hill. I will acknowledge Tyreek Hill. I will acknowledge that. You know, speak on this a little. That's not the best message for the locker room. You know, Tyreek Hill was drafted by the Chiefs. And inside the locker room, they're saying, well, dog, if they're not going to pay Tyreek, then who are they going to pay outside of Mahomes? So there's a energy, karma, locker room temperature aspect of this that I don't think is getting enough uh, of, of the national conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that the, you know, I think, though, uh, to, to maybe come back on that a little, for one, um, you know, ever since Mahomes became a chief, and it was clear that he was going to win a championship. They've done basically everything they could to re-sign their players. They they ran it back with Chris Jones. They ran it back um, with uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, they, they've given contracts to, they rewarded most of their players. Um, this year has been a little bit different. They let Tyra Matthew go. They brought Justin Reed in to replace him. But here's the thing with Tyreek Hill, you know, that I think maybe, you know, um, you know, brushes it over a little bit is they gave Tyreek Hill the opportunity to choose where he wanted to play. There were equal offers essentially on the board between the Jets and the Dolphins. And to do right by Tyreek Hill, they let him choose the team that he wanted to play for. Um, so, yeah, it, it's hard, right? I mean, I, you know the human element of it better than me and and as well as anybody. Um, you know, that that's what's hard about this, right, is the human element of it is, you know, you don't want to walk on too many players who have done so much for your franchise. I do think the Chiefs tried to do right by Tyreek Hill uh, as much as they could, but ultimately that that is an issue that comes up sometimes. And hopefully if you're a Chiefs fan, you just hope that their recent draft history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire drafted over Jonathan Taylor. There have been yeah. some missteps in the draft, and it's a later first-round pick. I think it's 29th. 29 and, 30. 29 and 30, but we'll see how it ends up. Let's switch uh, sides of this, the Dolphins. Uh, Chris Greer, Brian Flores, separated, divorced, whatever you want to call it. It looks like mm -hmm. the power struggle was won by Chris Greer. He seems to be a huge fan of Tua. They've done a lot this offseason to Ron Armstead, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Now you get Tyreek Hill. Based on the metrics, the analytics, is Tua capable – of being the guy now that they have these assets? I, I think I think it's, you know, the chance. You know, here's the thing. When a quarterback makes rookie deal money, he doesn't have to be a superstar. And, and I think we our, our, our bar has been raised so high by guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and even Jared Goff and Carson Wentz coming in and taking their teams to the Super Bowl that, that we're – you know, Tua, you know, has really struggled. Last year, he had what we call 10 big-time throws. He had 22 turnover-worthy plays. Those are sort of the PFF versions of touchdowns and interceptions. So he he was 
throwing the ball in harm's way a lot, and it got worse as the year progressed, even though the Dolphins were using a lot of run-pass option plays to sort of try to work around. Now, they had a terrible offensive line. They, they didn't have great play calling, um, and they didn't have Tyree Kill, and they didn't have a good running game. So, you know, you, you add a lot of that. Raheem Mostert in there, Jace Edmonds in there as well. Gasecki stays on the franchise tag. There's a lot of weapons. And, and, and there's Teddy Bridgewater, too, to back him up and bring a veteran mentorship to him that, he you know, Jacoby Brissett was probably fine, but there's an added element there as well. So here's the thing for the Dolphins. If two is not it, they're going to know. Right, because it's going to be really hard for him not if he's good. It's going to be really hard for him not to succeed with the weapons they have around him. We're talking once again to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. Your colleague over at PFF, Kevin Cole, put out a pretty interesting tweet. Uh, basically, teams that have improved the most based off of war, uh, and a significant one was the Broncos. They they were the best, and the Seahawks were the worst. We have a, a little graphic here. Most improved teams, Broncos, Colts, Raiders, Browns, Dolphins, biggest drop-offs, Seahawks, Falcons, Bears, Patriots, and Packers. Um, you know, from from the, the teams that, based off of their moves so far, Eric, that you want to fade and teams that you want to back, who, who are some of those teams? Yeah, I think it's hard because, you know, as you guys know, the market adjusts so well to yeah. these things. Um the the early on and it depends upon the book i think with specifically afc west futures um there were some afc west futures that had the chargers longer odds to win the division than the broncos um and, and i think that's changed i think if you look at FanDuel, for example the chargers are more likely than the broncos i, I think you can make a case for either of those teams to win the afc west and, and to me you just got to shop around and try to arbitrage that situation i think the chiefs um, you know, are playing maybe for, for years beyond this year, and this might be the first time in seven years they don't win the division. Uh, I think the Broncos and Chargers are teams I really want to buy into. Broncos have a really easy schedule is, is one of the reasons uh, I, think, I think some betters prefer them to the Chargers. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Seattle, I, I don't think I can fade Seattle enough. I think Seattle <laughs> and Atlanta are two teams that, like, you can make the win total three and a half, and I might bet alt-unders on one and a half and two and a half. It, it, to me, it's just, you, you don't know with, with Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, you just don't know until they're gone how valuable they ended up, they, they were for those teams. And I think both of those teams are going to be really hit in the face with how hard it is to move on from a guy who is that good. Well, let's get to uh, the Colts. Is, uh, we've got about a minute left here, Eric. Uh, they, they get Matt Ryan. Um, they end up, actually, if you net it out, now they... Don't have a first-round pick because of Carson Wentz, but you net it out this year. They're paying less, and they actually got uh, an additional third-round pick uh, to get Matt Ryan uh, based off yeah. the moves that they made, which is crazy. So when you look at Matt Ryan, his recent years, the situation he's stepping into, how much are the Colts better, in your opinion, now that Matt Ryan is at quarterback? Yeah, if you look at our wins above replacement metric, uh, Carson Wentz is worth about a win and a half last year above like a practice squad quarterback. And Matt Ryan, even with a bad Falcons team, was two and a half. Um, so it's about a win, a full win, which, as you guys know, betting these things, that's a lot. Um, I think that the ceiling is a lot higher with the Colts because Matt Ryan has MVP experience. He's also playing indoors, which I think matters for him as somebody who you could tell is, you know, physical ability is sort of 
um, you know, eroding a little bit. So I, I like the Colts here. I think they're well coached. Uh, they have a great running game. And uh, I think Matt Ryan will succeed in that offense. He is Eric Eager. We love him here on our program. Great Follow stuff, him on Twitter at PFF yes. underscore Eric. Make sure to check out the podcast, a new one out on the Tyree Kill trade, the PFF forecast. Eric, appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. There he is. Eric Eager, top of the hour. Jared Smith. A little more thoughts on the NCAA tournament next. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Game on. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share of 40000 bucks in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling now to join the action. Yingling, logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, the Sweet 16 starts tomorrow got some nba action here this evening as the lakers and sixers the final uh not the final game uh, still san antonio and portland might as well be the final game because portland at home was uh catching nine and a half and they're down 108 to seven at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Six in the third quarter. Which is twenty, thirty-one points. I think the end game was like minus thirty-five or plus thirty-five and a half. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not very good. Um, but uh, and they're the, playing the Spurs too, so it's not like they're playing like this juggernaut. The Lakers are hanging around, man. Nah, hanging you're around. You're uh, fine. You got a. It's a ten-point game, about four minutes to go. Uh, in this one, 85 to 75, uh, Joel Embiid, 22 points, nine boards tonight. James Harden, 17, five and five. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 13 points, coming off that big performance earlier this week in the win uh, for the Sixers and uh, the Lakers. By the way, uh, no LeBron and Dwight Howard is uh, Dwight Howard is leading the way with 15 <laughs> points. Malik Monk's got 14, so it's a 12-point game under four minutes to go in the third quarter. There uh, in uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, what's the latest on your hockey game? Uh, it's two one Vancouver. And you took Colorado. I actually need Vancouver to go up three one because you have the over too. Yeah. And so then I need uh, <laughs> the Avalanche to then find a way to tie it. All right. So we're only asking for a miracle. 
You've I've seen miracles come home for you. Hey, listen, first of all, closed mouths don't get fed. So if you don't ask for it, how are you going to get it? <laughs> don't get fed. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, the sayings that come out of your mouth, it's, Man, it's spectacular. Old school Southern American. It know? is absolutely <laughs> spectacular. All right. Um, Chris Felica, man, shout out to uh, Chris. It's the second time he's been mentioned on the show today. I know, right? We got to get him back on. The bear. We need the bear back on the program. Yeah. Uh, his buddy. How about uh, Kirk? Yeah. Kirk going to be around for the next five years. And he's uh, going to Thursday Night Football. Him Big and Al time. Michaels. Big time. Ooh, man. I I'm, think, being, I'm being arrested in that I one. think, I think you know, Kirk. Pro, pro broadcasting is slightly different. Mm -hmm. um, the, the viewership expects you to be more critical. More blunt, more honest. You know, whereas college, I mean, even though these kids are making more than most uh, <laughs> CEOs now, <laughs> I mean, it's still considered, you know, amateur amateur uh, sports. You know what I mean? So, um, be interesting. Him and Al Michaels Thursday night football, and uh, Fox haven't hasn't announced their. I'm still hoping out Tim Murray and uh, and Sean King are the are the number one group for Fox. But all right, I'm all for it. Come on. Come on. We got to get our agents I'm all working for on that it. one. Push right it. now, I'm trying to get Colorado to score on this power play. <laughs> we should just send the tape Jeez. of us yelling at each other about St. Peter's and Purdue. and just See, I don't yell at you. I simply try and sternly educate you. I'm I sorry. I can don't you, yell. Can you sternly educate me? Would you like to recount our uh, cigar bets, Mr. Educator? I told you, that's just creating content. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't believe that St. Mary's and St. Peter's. Oh, I absolutely right? believe. I will have a money line bet on St. Peter's. That's a nice donation. Oh, yeah. It's like your it's like your money line bet on Michigan State when they played Ohio. See, State. here's the deal. If you if I'd have said this before the Kentucky game, you'd have told me the same thing. I agree. Right. But you would not but you also wouldn't have Upsets said that. Upsets can't happen with logical thinking. But you also would So that's why I'm not thinking logically. There's nothing about this tournament as a whole that's logical. I mean, you're just you're just trying to jump on the bandwagon late after they eliminated one of your I mean, one, on, two, three teams that you told me would win the national title. On Friday, we have St. Peter's, Providence, North Carolina, Iowa State, and Miami playing. Providence won the Big East regular season. But how many people had those teams in the Sweet 16? Providence is a four seed. So I, I said six names, and you, you isolate one. How many people on Friday slate had them in the Sweet 16? Purdue, check. Kansas, no, Providence, No, I check, said St. Peter's, uh -huh. Providence, North Carolina, Iowa State, Miami. North Carolina doesn't surprise me. Iowa State surprised It didn't me. surprise me until we knew they had Baylor potentially in the round of 32. Not a lot of people thought. Well, yeah, once the bracket came out, I wasn't surprised that North Carolina could beat them. I didn't pick it, but right. I, I certainly discussed it. Uh, Iowa State is a stunner. I, I am very surprised. I know... There I didn't was, even think Iowa State should have got in. Their, obviously, I was wrong. Their pod was incredibly weak mm -hmm. uh, with Wisconsin, LSU without a coach, and uh, my mighty Raiders of Colgate who gave it all they could get and uh, got us the cover, though, uh, against Wisconsin. So Iowa State, stunner. St. Peter's, stunner. Miami, look, if you want to go back and listen to my breakdown, I was not high on Auburn. You were. And I won't say I, I knew Miami would beat USC because USC is frauds, and they proved that. Um, and the guard play for Miami played out of their mind. But, yes, the, the that's the beauty of this tournament. It is the greatest sporting event every single year. So I want that narrative to continue. That's why I'm going St. Peter's money line. All right. And they will be – I'm going to take the points, but I have a small money line play. 
The reason we mentioned Chris Felica, we want to go back to uh, the two one seeds that will be playing on Thursday. That's Arizona taking on Houston and Gonzaga taking on Arkansas. Arizona, Gonzaga, 0-2 ATS in the tournament. Does it mean they can't win? Of course not, but it's interesting that you that usually teams take care of business and play to the potential versus at least one of the two teams they should handle. That was his second tweet to this one that's on the screen right there. The last team to win the NCAA tournament after failing to cover either of its first two games was four-seed Arizona in 1997. Since the expansion in 1985, there has never been a one-seed which failed to cover either of its first two games that went on to win the title. Very interesting stuff right there from the Bear, Chris Felica. I agree. I'm on Houston. I played Houston but plus Gonzaga, one it, They fit it too. Yeah, and I like Arkansas. I know you do. I, I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to be cheering against you. I just, I don't think, I was actually came away, like I said, I came away impressed by Gonzaga. I like, I, I love, I'll say this, and, and you, you know, talked about it too. I love the fact that Arkansas, they, they love this role. And I forget who it was. I was listening to someone earlier today, so I apologize for not giving them credit. But it almost felt like Arkansas was uncomfortable because they were a favorite in both games. And, and by the way, Arkansas didn't cover either of their games. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they've been playing out of this world. They didn't cover against Vermont. They didn't cover against New Mexico State. So both of these teams are 0-2 ATS heading into this game. If forced to pick, I probably would take Arkansas plus the points. But I would be very surprised if Gonzaga lost this game. Would I be stunned? No, it's the NCAA tournament. Anything could happen. Gonzaga's not as good as they were last year, in my opinion. Um, but I, you need J.D. Note to play like he played a couple times earlier this year where he's just out of his mind. And uh, that that's, that's what you need for Arkansas to pull this off, in my opinion. That's what I'm going to get. All right. Paulo Banchero is finally going to play like the potential number one pick in the draft from start to finish. I say he goes for about 27, Under. maybe even 30 tomorrow. Nope. He will not do that. I'm just telling you. you better hope he's hitting some threes because he ain't scoring inside against those dudes. Why they play the game? I know. I just, we'll see. I, I was, I'll, I'll give them credit in this. They were down against Michigan State. They could have gone pucker tight uh, knowing that the career of Coach K was about to end. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They, they played great down the stretch. They got the win. They got the cover, too, for anyone who uh, took the points with uh, Michigan State. That was a rather rough beat. Um, but once again, I, I think the line is, is telling you something, Sean. It is telling you something. We've seen splits from BetMGM. I mean, it's a 2-3 seed, so it's not like, you know, we got this lower seed and they're only favored by a certain amount of points, you know? I mean, a lot of people thought Duke should have been a three, so... Let's go, we'll back to, let's go back to the Bear. Another nugget. This is Duke's 26th Sweet 16 game under Coach K. It's just the fourth time the Blue Devils have been an underdog. Duke has lost all three previous Sweet 16 games under Coach K in which it's been a dog. Only the loss to Oregon in 2016 was decided by less than six points. Right. I fully expect Duke to win by 11 or 12. You just completely glossed over what I just said. No, I heard what you said. 26 times in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. 
four times as a dog. They've lost the last three, and only one of those was decided by less than six. Right. I'm just saying. Coach K, last go round. He's not going out like he, no sucker. It's not happening. He's retiring? Yeah. Oh. Tomorrow will not be Coach Krzyzewski's last game of Duke. You know. Mark my words. The crazy thing was, I, well, I, I'm so impressed by that final win at, at Cameron Indoor. They played so <laughs> well. Oh, wait, they lost by 13. Hey, man, major setback for an even better, greater comeback, baby. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.